0: APM American Public Media. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith.
1: I knew that the only way that my kids were going to go to college was to come back here to Kalamazoo.
0: Monique Ostel is one of thousands of parents in Kalamazoo, Michigan, whose children can go to college free of charge. In 2005, a group of philanthropists decided to fund a scholarship program for Kalamazoo public high school graduates. There is no minimum GPA, but to be eligible for free Michigan college tuition, students have to have been in the local public school system since kindergarten. Others can get a partial scholarship. It's called the Kalamazoo Promise, and the idea is that more college graduates will strengthen the economy and the community of this small Midwestern city. Cassie Walker Burke is the assistant managing editor for Crane's Chicago Business, and she recently wrote an article for Politico magazine about how the Kalamazoo Promise is playing out nearly a decade after it was first announced. Cassie Burke, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, what exactly is the Kalamazoo Promise?
1: Kalamazoo Promise is an unprecedented college scholarship program that provides universal access to college for students who've lived in Kalamazoo and gone to the public schools for longer than four years. And so what it really was, was a bold social experiment. Can the promise of a free college bring the middle class back to a city in the Rust Belt that has really been struggling, losing population, um, losing the middle class?
0: Describe Kalamazoo. What kind of place is it?
1: Kalamazoo is a really interesting town. So it's in Southwest Michigan. It's along the interstate um, between about halfway between Chicago and Detroit. And so it grew up along the railways that went from Chicago to Detroit. And over time, it had this kind of fascinating industrial background. It was home at one point to the world's largest producer of windmills. And then it was the celery capital of the world. And you know, over the years, it, had, it saw a lot of industries kind of come and, and go. But one thing that it always had was a wealthy um, group of philanthropists who were associated with medical devices and healthcare. There were two big firms that were there. And so over time, you sort of saw this industrial churn, but you also had an upper class who invested in the housing structure. You have Frank Lloyd Wright architecture there from the 1940s that these patrons commissioned. You have a symphony orchestra. You have a vibrant downtown. So it was a really interesting sort of place for an experiment like this.
0: Now, the tuition deal is for public colleges in the state of Michigan, correct? Correct. But uh, what about colleges in Kalamazoo? There's a private college and a public college there.
1: There is. And in fact, there's also a public community college. And so if you are a resident of Kalamazoo and you want to stay, then you can attend um, either the public four-year university or the public community college, but the funds are not for the private schools.
0: And do most students... Use the promise there in Kalamazoo, or do they go to schools elsewhere in Michigan? Well,
1: it's pretty- about 60% of the students who've received the Promise, so over the, over the nine years that the Promise has been in existence, 3,200 students have received some sort of funding. And so about 60% of those students have stayed in the Kalamazoo area. The other 40% have gone on to you know the other universities in the state.
0: And what do you know about what happens to those students who go away? Do they come back? Is that worked out for Kalamazoo?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. It's sort of an open question with this this experiment. And so the idea would be, let's send these students off, and hopefully they will come back and re-energize our workforce. Um, and has that happened? Well, they're trying to track that now. And actually, the community has come together, and they've set, um, put together an initiative where it's called kazuconnect.com. It's basically an online magazine slash social platform for soon-to-be graduates to come back and connect over jobs and internships and social outings. And so they're trying to do that now. But essentially, the goal of the promise was not necessarily to make sure all these kids came back it was to make sure they went in the first place
0: hmm. and how is the city changing as a result of the Kalamazoo promise is there much indication of improved uh, economic outlooks for the students who go to college
1: well the first immediate change that anyone witnessed was a surge in the enrollment of the school system. So you had a school system, a public school system that had 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 a precipitous drop in enrollment down to just above 10,000 students from almost 20,000 two decades before. And so in the first year the promise was announced, you had a thousand students sign up. And over the nine years, there have been about 2,500 students who've been added to the enrollment rolls completely. That's a huge difference in a state that... Funds education predominantly by enrollment. So the school system had seen a huge drop in its budget as its numbers fell. So that was the first big change. And so slowly you've seen things happen at the community level. So juvenile crime rates have dropped. Um, Can you pen that exactly on the promise? It's hard to say, but people feel optimistic about it. You've definitely seen community groups come together and say, we don't want to waste this opportunity, so we're going to fill in the gaps for families who might have other reasons their kids don't go to college. So maybe the parents aren't literate. Let's, you know, really try to fill in the gaps so that more people take advantage of this gift than are taking advantage of it. Because you want everyone to go to college, but students still aren't, even with this this promise waiting for them. The minimum
0: requirements for this uh, Kalamazoo promise are pretty open-ended. Why is that?
1: Well, I think that's why this was so unprecedented. There were certainly college scholarship programs that existed in other states, such as Georgia has the HOPE scholarship, and there were GPA requirements. Well, the the donors did not want to have GPA requirements, nor did they want to have attendance requirements. Um, The one requirement was that students had been in the Kalamazoo public school system since at least they were freshmen to receive some percentage of the gift, and then since they were in kindergarten to receive 100%. And so just a residency requirement, that was all. And the idea was that you don't want to put any more barriers on access than you have to because often the students who had the lower GPAs or maybe had the attendance issues or behavioral issues, those were the kids who definitely weren't going. And so if you want to try to reach everybody, lift those requirements and see what happens.
0: Are there families who are sending kids to college who otherwise would not have? Is there a substantial increase in the college-going population from Kalamazoo?
1: I I don't think you can say substantial. I do think um, when you look at the numbers, you have about 88 to 90% of students who qualify for the Promise. So those would be students who meet that residency requirement using some portion of it. So you still have 10% or so who are not. Um, and so I think that's one of the things the community is trying to do is come together, join forces, and figure out why. If you offer this for students, why aren't they taking it? And then on the other side, why are some students taking it and then dropping out? Because you do see that happen.
0: Who gave the money for this?
1: <laughs> Great question. Um, that's kind of the, the million-dollar question, not to um, introduce a pun into this whole discussion. But those donors wanted to remain anonymous. And so a popular conversation topic a few years ago in Kalamazoo was who were the, you know, anonymous philanthropists who could afford to do such a thing. Now the town has sort of embraced the anonymity and really works to protect it. It's sort of this um, part of of the allure of of the whole deal. But, you know, the, the parlor conversation there, there are, few billionaires on the the Forbes list of billionaires that are connected to the medical devices company Stryker, um, heirs of the original physician who founded it. And so the scuttlebutt there is that they're probably in the mix. Sometimes you hear people talk about Derek Jeter, uh, the baseball player who is a Kalamazoo Central alum. Um, He's been rumored to perhaps be a donor. I don't know. I've never seen any evidence of that one way or the other.
0: Is this a model that can work for other communities or any other places picking up the sort of Kalamazoo promise idea?
1: Well, I think that's an interesting question. I think that, number one, you have to have the independent wealth to make that happen in a community. And often, where while there is wealth in various communities, it's hard to get philanthropists all on one page to donate for one big initiative as opposed to several myriad things that line up with their agenda. Um, And so I think that that's a challenge. But I certainly think that if a town wanted to um, embrace this sort of program, and to date, 24 cities in the United States are um, taking some version of this and trying to implement it themselves from New Haven, Connecticut, all the way to El Dorado, Arkansas. So, you know, places are trying this. And um, I think they're starting to see some results depending on the city and depending on, you know, are they putting requirements on it? Some are, some aren't. But uh, Kalamazoo has started a um, conference series, an annual conference series for uh, city planners and bureaucrats who are interested in this kind of thing. And it's very well attended and they do it every year. So there's definitely interest in spreading it.
0: Well, Cassie Walker-Burke, thank you so much. Thank you. Cassie Walker-Burke is the assistant managing editor of Crane's Chicago Business. She wrote about the Kalamazoo promise for Politico.com. You can find a link to her story on our website. While you're there, you can find more podcasts about social mobility and a range of issues in K-12 and higher education. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. You can browse our archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of our coverage, AmericanRadioWorks.org. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at RadioWorks. Support for American RadioWorks comes from Lumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.